Don't. Don't open that box. What have you done? You shouldn't have opened it. You shouldn't have opened it. Open it. Open it. Open Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents The Mystery Box. I'm Ryan Solinski. And I'm the mysterious Bartek. You're the mysterious Bartek. Yep. Who has to watch a film from the mystery box. Ah. A box filled with films that we have found from... Films in quotes. Films, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Things that we have found from op shops, cash converters, and some might even say the gutter. And we put them in this mysterious box that appeared one day that said, feed me. And I assumed that... It meant, like, food, but Bartek came up with the ingenious realisation that it meant films or things that had things that had a camera. DVDs. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I can't wait for it to say, feed me laser discs, and we have to find old school laser discs. I don't know if I've ever seen a laser disc. Well, you're, you're not old enough, man. <laughs> I was there, man. I'm we got to watch a movie that was chosen from the mystery box, but... Guess what, Bartek? Do I have to guess? Yeah, go on. Um, you said but, so that means something contrary to the thing that it has to be chosen from the box. Now, that confuses me because that is what happened. Yeah. Um, so the contrary thing would be that you were not expecting it to be this thing that we picked out? <laughs> I was going to say this good, and I'm like, you're right. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say but... We have a guest that joined us. How's that contrary to... Okay, sure. We have a guest. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying, guess what? We also had a guest that had to join us. We didn't have to do it alone. It's not like we were burdened with the task by ourselves. The box wants someone else to make it more powerful. Someone that had to choose the random film. That's the rules of the the box, right? That's the box's rules. It's written on the box. But right, like yeah. How, why did you pick the first two episodes? Then? <laughs> because it asked me to, oh. and then it so asked the, our guest. So the rule is basically do what the box says, right? Do what than, it says. Okay, so it's kind of like playing God with us. It's like Jumanji. It's like next so, week. Next week it'll be like get your next door neighbor to pick, and then yeah, he's, he's not the guest, but you know. but who is our next door neighbor this episode? Our next. Well, I don't. This this isn't where I live. So <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll go ask. Introduce the next. <laughs> no neighbors. What? your name <laughs> Bill did you choose today's episode no who did yeah I know you don't know the blonde girl's name but just give me an answer no it's not Beth did she look like a Beth to you well obviously she does because that's what you selected as the choice of name but what's actually her name Bartek could you help him out dude say <laughs> what you didn't no, her name's not Alana spelt with just no R in it. <laughs> of course it's got a fucking R in her name. Because it's called Alana. You have to have the R in there. What's her last name? Genius. Wasn't it like spring or winter? <laughs> no, summer just ended, you idiot. 
<laughs> it's Summers! Jesus, Alana Summers. That was the best introduction. I live for that. Well, Bill helped out. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Bill! Now get out of my yard! I like how there was only one point where you could hear Bill. <laughs> so, um, Alana Summers. G'day. You got to choose the film. When I say choose, I asked you to pick one randomly. Mm. You mm. stuck your long claws out and poked at the selected monster. You, you poked at one of the ones in the middle. I know. Bartek, yeah. what was the film that she graced us with her selection Well, of? you guys know the title. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Come on, it's a really good one. Come on, read the episode title. It's above the video player. Oh, the mystery box. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the DVD that was picked out of the mystery box this time mm. was... Urotsuki Doji. Uh, <laughs> the classic. Urotsuki Doji. I'm going to refer to it as Tentacle Movie for the remainder of the episode because this movie is tentacles. A, involving tentacles. And one of us here has to describe the basic plot. One of us paid for it. One of us did pay for it, but the rest of us paid for it by watching it. Um, one of us few lucky souls get to describe what happened, like what this film is about. Bartek, I'm going to give you the pleasure of allowing Alana to tell us what it's about. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm back on more. Okay. So there's a dude who uh, is. <laughs> Like a demon person. <laughs> yes. So there's a dude who's a demon. Okay. Person. Person. So yeah. I so didn't follow this movie. Um, there's a dude and his sister who are looking for the demon person that's going to like, like something about creating a connection between like two worlds, some shit like that. Three. Go Three on. worlds. And they're trying to find who it is, and they place bets on two dudes that they think it is. One of them has a crush on like this, like, like pretty like nice girl and then the other one is really gross and like just jacks off outside the um gym wait wait, wait I think you described the same person right you're no, the two... one individual no 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 because there's the other one that you see later in the in the class who she's just like friend zoned oh so which one did you describe that was the basketball player <laughs> oh, none of those. <laughs> wasn't wait, wasn't Nikki the friend zoned kid? Yes. And then it was the Jack and Off kid. And then the basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. So in the film they, they weren't making a bet about Nikki though. They weren't making a bet oh, about shit. Nikki, they were oh, making okay, a bet. Okay, so in the film you have these two demon char- two demons yeah. that are looking for another demon. But that they're, they're half Half human, half, half demons. Yeah. They're looking yeah. for another person who's going to be like the mega demon that's going to save all the worlds. They make a bet, as these brother and sister demons make a bet on a basketball player who licks yeah. blood off who people's blood. faces. And, and a guy, and a, gu- and, a, and a sad little pervert kid <laughs> who watches the girls in their changing room and, and, and masturbates <laughs> so hard. And then he comes again later and he literally says, Oh no, I'm going to come again! Oh, shit, I came again. Oh, God, I'm coming again. Ah! No, Lana, keep going. So so, so that's kind of like, okay. what else happens from there? All why? Right. Why? Okay, so then one of the teachers is a demon who oh, yeah, uh, rapes thing. one of the girls. There's a lot of The rape. girl. Yeah, sorry, the girl, the main girl. Uh, Her first rape. With, like, tentacles that come out of the mouth and have an eyeball on it and go up the veg. <laughs> she also has tentacles that come out of her nipples. Yeah, she has tentacles everywhere. Hence it's tentacle So movie. that happens. And then she thinks that the dude 
was her saviour, so she loves him. Then the sister uh, seduces that guy. But how do we recognise it's the sister? <laughs> oh, because every shot that she's in, we get a, like a full view of her cotton white panties <laughs> before anything else. And early on, they made a sound effect every time she <laughs> yeah. spammed. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. that's how I knew it was her. Yeah, yeah. so that's how you recognise that one. Uh, so she seduced that guy at some point. Yeah. And then uh, I fell asleep for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alana, I'm going to ask you a very important question. So this movie is about them trying to find the ultimate demon that will combine and save all the worlds, right? Mm. That's what the basic gist of the film is. Yes. You've described rape, masturbation, tentacles. Dick yeah. face. Dick face, Dick licking face. of blood, and <laughs> cotton white panties that make sound effects. I've got, I've got a very big question Were to ask you. Were they green and blue hair? No, and the characters have green and blue hair. Yep. I've got to ask you a very, I've got to ask you a very, very big question. Mm. Was this an animated film? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, naturally, yes. This was. An oh, well, this was a recording of a theater production. Oh, wasn't this a live action film with yeah. Jennifer Lawrence in it? Oh wow. She was white panties. That what? Was this wasn't Red Sparrow. Oh okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um. Uh, so this is an animated film. Let's hope. Like what? So this is like what Pixar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pixar's newest release. Well, no, no, no. One of their early releases. Before yeah, like before Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Before yeah. they went 3D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before that. You know, it was very, very interesting when Pixar did that. Who Like, who owns Pixar? It's like some random... I remember at one point Steve Jobs was one of the, like, yes, the that's high-ups, it. but then he was kicked out pretty Steve soon. Jobs... This is why he got kicked out. Yeah, Steve Jobs came in and went, guys, I got an idea. It's called the Tentacle Movie, but we got to come up with a good name for it. And then you hear, like, Bill oh, Gates has a name for a movie he wants to make, and Steve Jobs hears about it, and hacks it, and takes it, and then Bill Gates, like, throws his fist in the air going, Steven! And of course, that name is Urotsuki Doji. <laughs> you got it. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes! Good job! So that's kind of the general thrust of the film. It's this weird Japanese anime from the late 80s. R rated. Early 90s. Oh, definitely R rated. With lots of monsters, rape. (laughs) Tell me it was just a bad dream. Tell me Miss Togami wasn't a monster, that she didn't rape me. Oh, please. Tell me nothing happened. It's okay, Akemi. No, nothing happened. It was all just a bad dream. Thank you. For those wondering, where did we find such an amazing film? Which one of us had the pleasure of this? And how long has it been in our existence? Hands. Yep, it's got to be one of the hosts. So which host is it? Lana. Um, when did you find <laughs> this movie? <laughs> what did you, did your mum give it to you? Or yeah, it was a like Christmas yeah, for her first Christmas, that Alana's really first sweet. Christmas. Here you go, Alana. And you were like, Goo goo gaga. Yeah. I want tentacles. Go. I've just been hanging out for it for ages. Gagging out for it. Gagging for it. Yeah. <laughs> just really. Obviously, yeah. you know, I've already kind of hinted at it, but um, obviously this is a film Bartek found. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us about it. How long have you had this and where did you find it? I, I bought this years ago. Um I think I think I might have bought it before I even met you, Ryan. Oh good. But basically I was good I went I. to I discovered near our university there is a cash converters and you know 
I don't really live near any cash converters like that. Um, so when I did discover <laughs> that there is one near somewhere where I was going, what? <laughs> you said I don't live near cash converters like that, and I just don't care what that contains the fucking nightmare that is this film. Stupid fool. You must not be much if you don't even know who I am. Go on. So, Sorry, we were rude. So the fact that I could go there like after I was done with university and try to find like different DVDs, you know, that was really cool for me. Um, and sometimes I'd just go there, I'd find movies that either I'd heard about or things that looked interesting or... And, you know, I, I do watch a fair bit of like Japanese content, but I don't really... Uh, buy a lot of it so when I see some lying around I say oh okay you know I'll pick this up not really supporting the industry because it's cash converters but <laughs> but you know just to own some stuff and I saw this I'm like oh anime yeah I'll buy it so out of the category that you listed of the two did this fall into it looked cool or the <laughs> you had heard about it before it looked cool <laughs> did I say it looked cool you said the things that you seek out as things that you find in the oh, yeah, cash yeah. You have two. It's like if you've heard about him or if they look cool. Which one did this fall? <laughs> well, into? not all. Not all of them <laughs> fall under either category. For this one, it was more like, oh, it's a it's a Japanese thing. I'll check it out. Sounds like it. It's a look. <laughs> sounds like it's a look cool answer. I definitely hadn't heard of it. it so if it has so to be cool. one of the two, then I guess it had to look cool. Especially that title. <laughs> I mean, oh. I look at it and it looks great. Mm. So you found this. Mm-hmm. How long ago was this? It must have been somewhere between 2012 and 2013. And you never watched it till now. I hadn't watched it until... How many of the things you get from cash converters do you actually watch? There are quite a number of things that I have bought that I have not yet watched. This (laughs) film is a Japanese anime, and we all went blind into this, basically. Bartek, you stated when we started that you have heard things about this. I, yeah. What I, have you specifically heard? Because that didn't sound like a good thing to hear for us two. When when a lot of a lot of heard you say that and had a look on her face which was, oh no, because that doesn't usually equate to good things. <laughs> what had you heard and who had told you these? Uh, I'd heard the things about it long after I'd bought it. Uh, before I get into what those things were, when I was hearing, and I heard about it online, when I was hearing people talk about it, I'm like, wait a second, don't I have that? And I checked, <laughs> and sure enough, they were talking about a thing that I had on my DVD collection. And, and it was sitting in your collection going, it's me, it's me! The voice of the specific demon in the film that had that voice. Yeah, Kuroko, or whatever it was. That lucky son of a bitch. Damn, look at that. Fucking pervert. I had heard that it's a very violent film about demons, and there's a lot of sexual content in it. And basically that alone was like, oh, okay, so whoever ends up watching this film, you know, I hope there's someone who can, like, well, not necessarily enjoy it, but can stomach it. We all went into this pretty blind, like, about to get those basic, that basic information, we put in the DVD 
It automatically went to the menu, which had a funky soundtrack. It oh, was yeah. like electronica nightmare. And it had several options for us. Yeah. On top of typical things like scene selection and like, It didn't bonuses. have any didn't have bonuses. It had interactive. Interactive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I consider that kind of a And bonus. and it didn't have subtitles or yeah. audio options. It just and but then here's The first two options, right? The first yeah. two options is where we kind of realized that this may not be a film in the way that we would conventionally say it had we it was it had two options. We could watch Legend of the Overfiend or Legend of the Demon Womb. So we're like, wait a second, is this two films? Yes, or I actually stated, oh god, this is a TV show. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And Alana stated, I want to watch Legend of the Demon Wound several times. Like, really got me that title. Really really took me. But thank God we didn't watch that one first. Because that's the second one. That's the second one of what would you say these are? These are movies. They are movies because they are feature length and they have a movie structure. It's a a specific thing in Japan called an OVA, original video animation. Oh, okay. So, what are some famous examples of these for people who aren't as familiar with that concept? Is there any famous films? It's not really a thing that people who don't watch a lot of anime would know about. They're basically... I guess you could sort of call them specials. Like, they could be standalone things that don't relate to any other source materials, or they could be, like, special episodes of an anime that wasn't aired on TV. Like, oh, you bought the newest edition of the manga of the series. Mm. It comes with this DVD of, like, a bonus episode made specifically for people who bought it. It's They're not necessarily made for TV or anything like that, but they're basically, like, an alternative to, like, series or movies. Although they could be of any length. They could be, like, you know, three minutes, or they could be, as this was, almost two hours. A, a glorious almost two hours, as as we all felt. Mm-hmm. So, that was a warning minutes. sign, wasn't it, Alana? When we saw the two options, and we all struggled. Well, Alana and I specifically struggled <laughs> with the idea of if we had to watch both of them. Mm. Bartek, you were like, we should... And uh, and in the end, we kind of went no. Well, it's we'll cover that in a future episode of the show, I think, down the line. But we're covering I, I just Legend of the Overfiend because yeah, the, the it was a hundred and four minutes, but it felt longer. Yeah, we lost track of time. The the only reason why I was like, oh, should we really save it? Is because what are we gonna do with the guests for that episode? Look, I'm I gonna... think it'll be fun going into it with no context. Yeah, I think Legend of the Womb is going to really... be a self-contained thing that will just be like, this happened last time. We even said that in the episode, in 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 the movie watching. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be great if one of the wacky characters said previously <laughs> on Legend of the Overfeed, <laughs> and they just gave you a quick overview, like in those kind of animes, like yep. Dragon Ball. Well, we'll say this right off the bat. When we discovered that there were two things, we thought, oh, so it's a two-parter thing. But just before starting this episode, we realized that there are actually six entries. Yeah. That went to all the way to 2002. Yeah. So, yeah. This took a while to finish. If you were a big fan of this series, you had to go from 1989 to 2002 and think the millennium happened then. People thought Y2K was going to be a thing. Can you imagine those poor souls who were like getting their canned foods and being like, I will not live to see the day where they have legend of the fetus womb <laughs> or whatever Part it is. Seven. 
part 1942 oh. you know and, and they lived and we all lived and we all got to see the completed series except for us we haven't got to watch it yet maybe maybe Alana will get the rest of them and we can watch them all together yeah we're gonna buy the box set the animation I think it's actually pretty good yeah, it was interesting for sure. Um, should, should I? Should we talk maybe a bit about the backstory lore that we got that the, we as we understood it? What do you mean? Well, just like the oh. ter- the terms and like the the motivation. Look, Bartek, both Alana and I don't know the backstory lore. You <laughs> understood it. It if, took me a while to be Okay, clear. so before you even tell us, because Bartek's an expert, in the film, it's very convolutedly explained yeah. how this world operates. Mm. Here's my interpretation of what it was about. So, like we kind of stated in briefly, the film is about, like, these half-demon, half-human creatures, these man-beasts. Yes, they're, they're At- called the... Jujinkai. Yeah, so the Jews, um, they had to find the j- golden one. They had to find the Shinju. Who- Shojin. Shojin, fuck. <laughs> I just watched this. <laughs> this is my interpretation. The so Shinju. they had to find this. Sh- it's they- like the most commonly said word in the film. Yeah, the Shinju. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> so they had to find the Trojan horse, who in this movie is a virginal boy. Uh, who masturbates a lot and my interpretation is there's this there's three societies there's humans we're the dumbasses that things happen to there's the magi or what are they the makai the makai okay the magicians yeah. who makai are actually is a japanese word demons yeah. they're actual full blood demons mm. they're basically evil or are they and then you have man beasts, so I guess are the equivalent of angels in this universe. I feel that's how I felt because they were in the sky and they had the ability to fly yeah, around. They weren't and evil. They weren't evil, but were they good? They were sort of immoral, but not... do you want my interpretation or not, buddy? Because because here it is. <laughs> Sorry, I was helping you. But... Here, I don't <laughs> want your help. This is my interpretation. Here's my thesis. This film is a mess, um, but here's what it was trying to say, I think. It's about finding your inner self, <laughs> whether it is a literal monster or not, and you have to find your... It's about finding one's inner strength, is what the movie's about, and controlling that inner strength, because our lead character finds it, and he turns into a giant monster with, like, tentacle dicks that absorb people, and he starts to massacre the entire city, and it kind of indicates at the end that maybe this Shojin... What? Yes? Shojin? Are you talking about the thing that... Chojin? Yeah, the Chojin. The Chojin monster... (laughs) is foretold to be the saviour to bring all the worlds together and create a new world. And, and and you know, they realise, oh, maybe that this monster's a bad guy. And that's how the film kind of ends. They, film on the, they end on the realisation that I stated from the very beginning, which is to create a new world, they would have to destroy the old world. And that's what they say at the end of the film. And I just clapped. I went, yep. What I stated like four hours ago, but they got there. Nagumo is destroying this civilization for me. But, but why? So that I can create a new world. For the great renewal, the old worlds must be destroyed. That's crazy. It is the law of the universe. 
The old must be destroyed to make way for the new. It must be. What is wrong with the three worlds as they exist now? Tell me! Why must they be destroyed? Because, because I am not, not satisfied with them. <laughs> For me, the issue is less with the uh, the story or like the narrative of the film, and more with the just gratuitous violence and sex. Are you uh, against that? Well, in the sense that there wasn't consensual sex. Yes, there was something very weird about this sex, like that there was people masturbating over the rape. It was kind of strange. You it's know, called like, Japanese culture. I masturbate culture. over rape, it's usually... <laughs> no, it was just, yeah, it was, uh, that was interesting. But uh, it also that she did end up actually enjoying sex with the demon at the end, I found kind of interesting. <laughs> Our main heroine who gets raped a few times yeah. enjoyed sex, and that was interesting to you? Well, yes. Because it was consensual for once? Well, yes, but also because he halfway through turned into the demon and I thought and she, she was, was like, like, no, what is happening? And she was like, yes, go harder. Have you ever had sex with a demon? <laughs> uh, not from my experience. Well, not I know of. How do we know, though? Maybe they're all just hidden very well. Like yeah, this guy. I don't well, know. Well, if you're a Jujinkai, you could apparently smell the, oh, the Trojan. Yeah, you could have smelled That's the true. demon, you but you're not that. Yeah. But... What's the back law for you? You're talking about the problems of the film, but what's the law of the world for your understanding? What, do, what, do, what does that even mean? <laughs> the mythology, how it works, the idea. What did you get I didn't out of it? Think that deeply into the story. It literally had a five-minute narration at the start telling you. Mm-hmm. A narration that barely any of us could understand because the music was so high and and the guy spoke with his own words running over themselves. It was just like. <laughs> And then the children <laughs> and I'm like, sorry? What? That was the part of the movie that was just a static image. <laughs> yeah, it was just the fire or whatever it was. Yeah. And then it cut to women with 14 breasts on their yeah, chest yeah. fucking and... Big-breasted Getting women. what, ripped in half? Ripped in half. Oh, by, the, by the sex. By the sex. So that, that's where that, Alana got that, out of that it. That was the part where we realised what we were in for. It took me a while to get the things that were established at the beginning, but I kind of pieced it together by the end. It was sort of what you were saying, Ryan. There were the three different species, three different worlds, where there's the human world, which is, you know, modern day. Modern day. For the time. Uh, it was set in Osaka, Japan. Uh, there's A real place. Yes. Mm. Cool. Uh, it, there was the Jujinkai world, which is... A weird world, I think it was in the sky, where it looked very kind of demonic and eerie, but then the leading, one of the leading females from the human world, Akemi, said, it's beautiful. (laughs) Welcome to my world. This is the home of Jujinkai. It's beautiful. And then there's the Makai world, the demon world, which, uh, that's where all the, the naughty people are. But the demon world like looks the, the demon world looks more divine than the other one. Yeah, it's it's we we got different views of it from different areas. Like there was like a, a like cave or something where like the Mao the the demon king was with that blue spirit lady. That's the law as the opening monologue was trying to give us. Yeah. But we couldn't understand it because it's <laughs> and music that was just this. So listening people, so listening people, the beginning of Legend of the Overfiend, that was the narration, 
the some random demons having sex, and then what does it cut to? What does it cut to? It cuts to to a university, modern day college. Yes, the modern day college, which had the Star of David Mm. in it somewhere, so it was a Jew school. But we figured pretty quickly that it's a high school. But for us in the West, it was a college because Mm. um, underage underage sex and rape is so prevalent in this movie, it would blow our Western minds Mm. like it did for Alana. But if you make them university students, then it's legal. Then it then the rape's legal, yeah. <laughs> well, to to view yeah, in a right. piece of media. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's never been any pieces is, of media with underage rape that's Australia's been around. The, Australia's the country where they think little breasts means underage, right? What? <laughs> Isn't that a thing here? What? Like yeah. small breasts are they're considered like oh this is like underage stuff we can't show that. Wasn't that a thing in the news, like, years and years ago? What? You haven't heard of this? Those poor 27-year-old A-cups. <laughs> They're like, I'm, I'm not I'm so child. confused by this statement. Like, I don't know what that means. So, what, what? Like, a whole bunch of TV shows and video games and movies were, like, restricted or higher rated because women with smaller breasts were considered as underage? I think, I think there was a court case where someone <laughs> had in their possession a thing with a woman who I believe was of legal age, but she had small breasts so that it was considered by the judge to be, like, you know, an underage thing and illegal. I think that I, was a thing. I, I don't think many of them in this movie had small breasts, though. So. No, they all had pretty decent-sized breasts <laughs> yeah, in this well, film. And this yeah, was... Can you imagine being that judge? Can you imagine being the judge in court who was just, like, just ruling over... Like, yeah, you're like, I studied to be a magistrate only so I could judge... By the size of the breasts, whether it's underage. They just bought out a tape measure. And it's really bad because they're gay as well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they don't even get any pleasure out of this at all. Wow, I... I think that was the thing, because I definitely know that there's something of this kind... Is a thing. Um, we haven't even gotten into the start of the film. This was already right. derailed. It cuts to the university and there's a basketball game going on. Yes, there's a great basketball game. The, the Star of David's on the wall. They never referred Ryan's to them being the Jews. Only one who saw no, the Alana Star of David. saw it too. I so, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the only one who didn't see it. <laughs> so I apologize. Well, I own the film. And you only have to see it because I bought it. <laughs> no, no, you're right, right. I asked you, could you apologize? And you said, I own the film. That is an apology. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I own the film. I'm the reason we're talking about it. So you should be thanking me. <laughs> you should be sorry. Um, so the Star of David's on the wall, and they're playing like some basketball game. Like, that's exactly what they're playing. Yeah. And and it cuts away from the basketball. No, no. Before it even cuts up away, on up the on the rafters, yeah. we meet our blue-haired de- man beast. His name is Armino. Amino Domino's, he says... <laughs> Ryan's immediate reaction to him is like, oh, it's Vegeta. He really did remind me of Vegeta, but, like, younger, you know? But, like, his reaction was, oh, man, this could be the one! <laughs> That's how he sounded. Exactly like that. <laughs> then it cuts randomly to what, what, Alana? Remember what it cuts from uh, there? Am I correct in saying that it cuts to our masturbating friend? Well, yes, but it cuts to the locker rooms of all oh, these women, the, the naked women for like a solid two minutes of just them yeah, walking around taking bums. off their clothes and a lot of bums. Like there's only one breast shot in that whole thing. There's remember, remember the woman whose bum made her underpants fly off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hasn't happened yet. But that was in the over, that was in the change room. Like a bum, like squeezed and her underwear <laughs> shot down to the floor, no, and then he started the- masturbating. <laughs> 
What? Was it? Uh, I yeah. thought that was the rape well, scene. I remember in in the changing room scene, there was a girl that walked in. I believe it was Akemi. Um, yeah. And she was and taking she off her underwear. underwear oh. And you were like, why are you taking off your underwear? <laughs> that was Alana, yeah. That's me. <laughs> I just said, it's Japanese. It's <laughs> like, yeah. really weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, so, why wouldn't you be changing the clothes, not the undergarments? I found that very Maybe strange. she's changing her undergarments because she had a period. Well, that's true. But, but we didn't see that on her white underwear. Yeah, true. Also true. But guys, who's peeking into the change rooms? Ah, our good friend, whose name I escapes me right now. Na- Nagoon. Nagoon. Our hero is a weird teenage boy No, he's a university student, Ryan. Mas- he could still be a teenager and be in university. <laughs> that's fair. So um, he was masturbating himself yeah. to completion. Yeah, at school, outside the locker room where someone could easily walk by. Which she heard, yeah. uh, girl, and went to look for him and he was gone. Oh, and he had already gone to the basketball court and hid in, in, in a in the basket of balls. He came again! My Probably my favourite line in the film. I can't remember the exact thing because it was so crazy. He was like, oh no, I, I'm going to, I'm going to come it, again. I'm coming again. <laughs> Damn it, I'm coming again. The, 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 the head <laughs> basket Basketball player, he is insane. <laughs> that. Everyone what? notices he's in the the volleyball. <laughs> but, but no, no, he's like, that's not necessarily true because the only reason everyone notices is because the he- basketball guy who is playing basketball mm. far away from the balls, <laughs> he is him, turns yeah. around and throws the ball at his head, which knocks him out of the basket full of balls onto the floor. And the guy runs over and pushes him against the wall. He's sees, like apologizing and stuff. He's apologizing. Everyone's looking. Sees the guy's got a cut on his face, which he refers to crush. as a bono. Bono, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the camera cuts to his crotch. Which is weird. And then it cuts to his face. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. You get, you, no that's not right. Yeah, you're right. It cuts to his crotch. We see an erect penis kind of thing going on, which Alana predicted. Yeah. And he said, oh, looks like something's going on down there. Then grabs his face, wipes his blood and goes, Ooh, looks like I've got a boner here, and then licks the blood licks the off blood. of his fucking face. And everyone and finds that's it not hilarious. The Which we didn't know at the time would be a major plot point yeah. him licking the blood. That's a first arc major plot point. Mm. And that's just their interactions, and then he says goodbye the only way a bully can, <laughs> which was. See you later, dick face or something? <laughs> See you later, dick face. <laughs> See you later, dick face. <laughs> See you later, dick face. And then everybody points and laughs at ah, poor hero with his boner and the boner on his face. And up in See the rafters, Amano thinks that the basketballer is he, the hero. He's the one that has the Chojin in him. Now, I can't remember exactly what happens after this, but I do remember. Um, what was his name? Amino. Amano. Amano. Amani. Amani. Versace. you know. Hugo Boss <laughs> follows the bully basketball kid to his... And again, this is confusing if it's actually supposed to be a college or high school, because this guy lives in, like, a penthouse by himself, yeah. and he's having an 
orgy. Yeah, with like three or four girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the logistics don't check out, but that's fine. It doesn't check out how he's having sex with him. He's also watching porn on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And she's had to. I couldn't. The, I couldn't. The, get that. All the camera angles were confusing about who's in yeah, the porn and actually who's actually sex. there. Yeah. I also got confused that he was actually fucking them because he's sitting on the couch, right? Yeah. And you have and a he's got two girls like by his side. By his side, and you have a girl cuts to a different angle of her being like fucked on a glass table from behind. Yeah. And it doesn't and then you see the like far far away shot and it doesn't add up that he could be fucking her because he's sitting on the couch. He's, he's not thrusting away. or anything. And but she's riding his dick, but that means his dick's really long. Maybe if it just is. Maybe we did get to see it. Yeah, yeah, right. You oh, thought yeah. there were like two girls having sex or something. Yeah, I thought it was two girls. He was watching two girls have sex, and he was like, "Oh yeah." And our our demon boy is over the way, and he summons like a little monster friend who's like a racial caricature type, the little black weird thing. Kuroko. Kuroko, yeah. and he's all like. Whoa, look at that! That's getting me going! With his towel... I mean, his tail penis. Yeah. I, I, he had a I tail think, penis. I think before we cut to the part where... Um, He's staking out the bully. Yeah, we because, had, like, because we have to establish that Amano has a sister, and the sister believes that... Did the film establish that very well? Probably not. That was a... We knew that they <gasps> oh, got Oh, we did! We, they, we saw them at a baseball game, yeah. and they were standing on like the top of the dome, and we got to establish it by it being on the baseball court, zooming up all the way to her panties. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we, uh, really subtle. And she was flying around... By her panties. It wasn't like she was flying and hovering. It's like her panties made her fly. Her name was either Mayumi or Mayuki, but I think it was Mayumi. Panty girl. Panty girl's fine. And they made like a bet. I can find... Yeah, they had a theory of who the Chojin is. Amano thinks it was the basketball player whose name I do not remember if he even had one. Basketball guy. Basketball guy. Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf. And uh, Mayumi Panties believes that (laughs) um, Nagumo, our masturbating boy, is is the the Chojin. And, and, And they're both chasing down their leads. Yeah, they're both following them trying to discern if they're right. But we are forgetting... What happened, actually. Which, how could we forget? Mm. In between the basketball game and the stalking of the two potential chosen ones is a lovely rape sequence. Oh, yes. (laughs) In which we get introduced to our female character properly as she's being dragged off by a teacher who, they remark, looks angry, but she they animate her face as if she was just normal. Just chill chill and she turns out to be a demon who wants to fuck this chick for some reason and then Amani or Amano <laughs> comes in and vanquishes her but before he vanquishes her tells her that he believes this specific person the basketball player is the demon is the chosen one and I said well don't say that that means they're gonna know it's him and Bart's like you stated well it doesn't matter because that chick's dead now but it did matter because in the hunt for the chosen one all the demons rock up to the basketball player's house and not to our actual lead character who by the way was watching that whole scene yeah place and and the demons rock up and kill all the orgy girls and then swallow the basketball guy in their dick Mm. oh yeah that bit 
Did I mention this is Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to... Wait, just Urotsuki, Urotsuki Doji is Japanese? <laughs> Could be Korean. <laughs> Why does he come out of the dick as a monster? Mm, he breaks... Uh, I think it's because he licked the penis? blood. He, because the, the blood licking was the reason why Amano was really confident that he was the Chojin, because he had the DNA of the guy who actually had the Chojin, Nagumo, in him because he licked the blood. That's exactly it. And he, you get the DNA of the Chosen One, you kind of have a little bit of the abilities of it. So yeah. he becomes a monster, he defeats all the bad guy demons, but then he, for some reason, incinerates into a skeleton, and the basketball player is not actually the hero. And Yeah, he bows out of the film. Amano just goes, whoops, and flies away. Yeah. I was wrong. And meanwhile... Pantygirl. Oh, oh, well, I believe there was a scene where Pantygirl and... We are forgetting What's the boy something. whose name I can't remember? The Nagumo. masturbating one? Look, after that scene with the, the teacher rape thing, um... Akemi the girl and Nagumo the guy went out together. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. They got ice cream. Yeah. But she didn't Which want ice cream. Which leads into that next scene where the panty girl seduces Nagumo. You keep saying seduces. Yeah. I've she noticed. jumps she... on him and starts to kiss she... him and say, I want your dick. I've always wanted yeah. Shojin dick. No, she was saying that you know, she was insinuating that the night before she and he were having sex oh, and yeah. then Akemi was, she was upset. pissed off by that. Yeah, but that's her like seducing him. It was her ruining the, the mood. Yes, the them. you can ruin a mood by being seduced. She was seducing, not subtly. Seducing doesn't have to be... A sh- she went on him and started kissing him and trying to make him hard. Yeah, she did. Well, she was trying to seduce. Yeah, let's, yeah that's we didn't say it, but trying. that's what she was doing. She was... Her tactic was seduction. Valana, you missed... Probably the best bit. What happened to Underwear Girl in the bushes? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. That creepy dude that came up behind and, like, (laughs) stuck something somewhere. His hand, his face. He pulled her panties down, which she did not notice. No, she didn't And then stuck his face right in. Yeah, and then she, like, decked him. She kicked him, and then he just went away. (laughs) That was the randomest part. This very ugly, that was the most it random. Was so random. This very ugly, dorky, like great teacher Onizuka looking nerd Just guy was trying, yeah, to, to get some licking molest her. Yeah, well, he didn't try. He succeeded in molesting her. But then she what? Just kicked well, him. Kicked and then him. he went and went away. <laughs> she sniffed. Then at, that, she sniffed yeah. out our hero. Yeah. So she tries to seduce um guy, and how does he yeah, react to that? Uh... Doesn't he say, doesn't he have a really good line where he ditches her? Who are you? Something about I don't know you. I don't know you. How could you do this to me? Yeah, and he tries to chase after his bay. And what happens to him when he tries to chase after the bay when she runs across the road? Oh yeah, he gets hit by a freaking car. Oh yes. But it took like ten seconds for the car like, to hit him. He was like on the road. Oh no! no! Like in Austin Powers, when yeah. the roller's coming. This film reminded me of a lot. A yeah. lot of weird moments remind me of Austin Powers for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, so well, when he's... the demon said, yeah, baby, that kind of Yeah. Thing. And it was Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes to the hospital. Does he make it? No, um, Ryan. It, it, after it fades to white, it cuts to three surgeons looking down at him and saying, well, you couldn't save him. But did you see his face? His face is all fucked up. Oh, and then the nurse is there and he grabs her arm because he's actually alive. And what happens to that poor nurse? She gets raped. What was that? <laughs> she gets raped. Does Why? She... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> was she an important character? No. 
Did she only appear in that scene? Yes. Did she explode from his dick? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, she did. Did his dick become several giant tentacles that destroyed a hospital? Oh, yeah, that was that bit. She's (laughs) next going to tell me that it absorbed a bunch of people in the hospital. It absorbed everyone in the... Oh, his dicks absorbed all the people. They were grabbing our man-beast friends, begging for help, and they just flicked them off and said, Get off me. They are heroes, by the way. Yeah, there were so many dicks. There's so many dicks. Like, this film is the embodiment of what a fever dream is whilst you're also having a wet dream. So this this scene here is making us think, like, hey, isn't the Chojin meant to be a, a, a good force guy. of good? Mm. Yeah, right? Now, I think out of us three, yeah. I was kind of the first one to at least vocalise that I think the Chojin's going to be a bad guy. Mm. I was like, I don't know. He's killed more people it's than very un- anyone else. Very unhinged. Yeah. He just kills people. And I think it was at first we were all kind of like, maybe, even when I said that, it was like, yeah, but it was accidental. Like, he transformed in a public like location. Yeah, yeah, but no. But then we get up to the film. This is like half an hour in. We meet Probably a very not. important character yeah, we- who I think was. It cuts, My favourite character. Well, it cuts away from that to suddenly, oh, normal next day yeah. again, and the school is, you know, just functioning fine. Akemi's in a classroom, she's leaving to go hang out with Nagumo. Yeah. And there's a guy up in the, uh, in one of the higher-up desks who mm. we've never seen before. Never seen him before, but he, he looks like a typical anime Japanese, like, boy, black mm. hair. Freckles. I commented that, and he had, like, a little red jacket. He kind of reminded me of... The guy from Akira. Yeah. We meet this random nerd guy who's all like, how could she How could she not want me now that the basketball guy's dead? I was next. Yeah. yeah he's we a, had never met this guy before. He's a virgin with rage. Who is he? His name is Nikki. Nikki. Oh, very Japanese name. Uh, he... Nikki. Little Nikki. Little Nick. He loves Akemi, but Akemi likes Nagumo now. <gasps> is she a slut? I don't no, think so, Ryan. She got raped. Oh, you're right. And now she finally likes a guy. You're right. Sorry. I was the insensitive one here, not Japan. You're right, you're right. Yeah, it's all you. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> a virgin. What a special treat. Looking for cheap thrills, asshole. Little prick with a big mouth, eh? You fucking Makai are all the same. One little sniff of pussy and you lose it. <laughs> he, if I recall correctly, runs into some trouble, Ryan. He does. He does run into some trouble because a random woman is like, yeah. Oh yes, one of the one of the bitchy girls on the bottom floor of the school. Was like, you know, I'll give you a good time. And she does. By shoving her foot in his mouth while she's fully naked. Yeah. In the gym room with Why like four, like six to eight other girls who yeah. are all laughing at him because he can't lick her foot. Yeah. Not, I didn't understand the, the whole... Because it's the whole sexual. Nakedness. It's a domination thing. Do you not get... You know people have foot fetishes, right? That was yeah, her. Yeah, like, why... Like, they were all standing around fully clothed, like, laughing at laughing at. Because him. they're she bullies. Could have, well, she could have just made him get naked and stuck her foot in his mouth, and that would have been equally as embarrassing. He like, was... He was naked? partially naked. He had his shirt off. And yeah, he, he was shirtless. Nakedness. And he had bigger nipples than her. That's true, he did. He had big areolas. Yeah. And no, and the nips sticking out were huge. So, yeah. um, this random girl 
Can you actually think? Now let's break this down. It's if this was a Western movie, right? If this was in the West, right? Now, let's just break it down to, for conventional, right? All right. So, Mean Girls, right? This character, the dominatrix character, is Regina George. Now imagine if Regina George in the Mean Girls movie said to that, said to like the 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 boy of interest in Mean Girls, hey. Lindsay's not interested in you. Come with me. And then she, like, stuck her foot in his mouth. And mm. was like, you fucking suck! <laughs> and then he got angry and a bunch of demons gave him superpowers to rip them all in half. Imagine that. That would be a fucking great movie. But yeah, in Japan, cool. this is just another Friday. I- I'm pretty sure that was actually the director's cut that was released. Tina Fey's original after. script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tina Fey's very yeah. much into that. Yeah. It was really kinky. So the, the Makai come and they give him some demon powers and he uses that to rip apart all the bullies. But what does it require to be a demon? Well, Ryan, obvi- do I really have to say this common sense stuff? Guys, let's catch this Dorcas up to speed with how this works. I'm, Ryan, you, I'm the fool. You obviously have to cut off your penis and rub it with the blood of two. Yeah, well, that's what I... Yes, but you have to replace your penis, right? Mm-hmm. With the ones that the demons gave you. Yeah, right. See, you do get it. Right. Now, could the blood of two be the ones that have been murdered around you and no, Ryan, all that... the blood's right there? Right, that was like the blood of six. You need the blood of two. Oh, so I have to murder my parents. Yeah, well, if they're abusive, then why not? Well, of course they are, because I'm the villain. Yeah, I mean, right, if your overweight dad beats you and then the mother tells him to beat you... And cackles with her weird shoes on. Yeah, so is this a Hayao Miyazaki film? No, it's Japan. Oh, sorry. You think Hayao Miyazaki is everything in Japan? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wait, you're saying this is... Wait, this wasn't Ponyo? This isn't a Miyazaki film, but this is a film... Where women get ripped in half by dicks. Mm. And doesn't that just scream Real life. good? Real I mean, life. <laughs> True facts, though. <laughs> so, right, next time we see Nikki, has he gone through a change? Well, yeah, of course, hasn't he, Alana? Mm. I mean, you recognised him by me having to say, oh my god, is that Nikki? And yeah. you're like, yeah, I think it is. He just, like, started lifting, like, really hard. <laughs> He's super buff. He's beating up a stereotypical, like, Japanese delinquent boss yeah. who crushes a beer can in his hand. <laughs> yeah. He had a giant can of beer that said beer, nothing else. It was just beer. <laughs> that said, and I said, oh, this guy, like, because, um... Nikki bumped into him like, hey, don't spill that guy's beer. He loved drinking that. And then he immediately crushed it. And Alana <laughs> remarked instantly, he doesn't like drinking it. He likes crushing it. What a waste of beer. That's, all That's what you also about. said. You're like, <laughs> well, the you know, ants got it. The ants or demons. Or the demon ants. The demon ants. Aren't ants demons? We don't know. Haven't confirmed. Hashtag find the truth. One thing we sort of skipped over is that when he was being given the replacement penis thing... He got to meet, like, the demon king and his underlings. Yes. I believe, yes. And they are not important, really, but they kind of are. Like, they make them out to be this important thing that's going to happen. They have, like, a whole scene where you meet the demon king and he has, like, a floating girl next to him. And you actually find out the origins of why there's a floating girl. But in the overall story... You think, oh, this guy's going to be the big bad guy, but they do the old switcheroo in which, no, our hero is actually the bad guy. This guy's the good guy all along, trying to save the world by nefarious means, because the only way to do it is through nefarious means. Well-intentioned kind of extremist rather than good guy, yeah. 
Yeah, but I think in my interpretation of the film, there is no other way. There is no kind way of doing it. You have to be basically Satan level to kill this thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, he wanted to control, apparently in his story, the Devil King's story, he wanted to control the monster of the ocean because that's the only thing that can battle against the the our hero but apparently that didn't work when he does this at the end of the film yeah but let's not get ahead of ourselves let's not get ahead of ourselves guys you know we're up to the point in which you know after nikki gets superpowers and kills his parents off screen yes this is the the nagumo versus nikki arc alana's favorite arc she was totally awake for when these two were raping and fighting each other after the bully guy crushes his beer and gets the fuck beaten out of him by Nikki, um, I keep forgetting our two main characters' names. Nagumo, Nagumo and Akemi. Nagumo and Akemi come out of the school and they see him and he runs over there and tries to grab her. Oh yeah, and just with his arms. Just with his arm, and and, and um, Nagumo grabs mine. him by the arm and he's all like, "Yeah." She is mine. And then Nikki lets go and is like, you can't do that all the time, man. Like, he goes to his normal voice. Like, yeah. you can't always do that. And then Agumo goes to his normal voice and he's just like, girls want consent, man. <laughs> and I'm like, be late for that. Do you get Nikki, please. Come on, you just can't go and force a girl. Damn you, Nagumo. You can't do that forever. Fuck. Okay, now. You girls, come with me. Was it around this time that Amano and Miyuki Panties Girl came in and took them to the Jujinkai world? At some point, our demon monster man beasts took them to the demon world. Not the, the demon world. The, the, the Jujinkai world. Which is in the sky and looks like hell. And but Akemi finds it beautiful. Akemi <laughs> finds it beautiful. So they that t- means the audience has to think They tell beautiful. them about the prophecy, right? You remember this, yeah. right, they guys? Tell, they tell the elder in charge of the Jujinkai that we found the Chojin. But they tell our two characters the prophecy, which helped us because we couldn't understand it in the monologue at the start. Yeah. And they tell them the prophecy, and do we all remember? Like, they're basically like, yeah, oh, yeah. the, well, the Trojan's going to show up, and blah, blah, blah. And then. And a Kemi. And, it, and then they point at, at um, Gumo. Nagumo, yeah. Nagumo, and they're like, he's the, he's the one, he's the one. And she just says. But that's made up or something. It says that every 3,000 years, a great one named the Trojan will arise from the human world. Chojin will build an eternal kingdom by uniting the three worlds of the Jujin Kai, the Makai, and the Ninjin Kai. Where you are from, the new world will be filled with peace and prosperity for all. From the day I understood, I have searched the human world for he who would be the Chojin. At last, I have found him, Nagumo. It has taken me. 300 years, but I have done it. Nagumo, you are the Chojin. No way, there's no such thing. You will believe when we meet the old master. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you just found out about this. It's like if I said, hey, Lana, so, you know, here's the story of Jesus Christ. Like, you've lived in a world where Jesus Christ is in a story. And then I have Bartek here who can walk on water turn water into wine and and his he is the son of god and you just go no but that's not true that's all made up <laughs> like, 
It's the exact same. Like, it's so ludicrous, that moment. And the, we haven't, like, you can tell by our voices, the voice acting for the English dub is garbage. Yeah, it's it's the yeah, low-quality 80s, 90s, uh, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. I thought dub. the women were better than the guys, as yeah. loose as that is to say, because the women were terrible. They were all like, that's all ludicrous. I was just making it up. But then the guys would be like, no. Why did they do this to me? Oh, Oh, yeah, every time time they said asshole, it was like, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those ones where they filmed like one word or one syllable at a time, and then they put them together in like a machine. And and one of the things that they, they, that's a big struggle when dubbing something is. um, The speed, right? Yeah, like how long someone talks for, but in Japan and, you know, in the English language, a sentence saying the same thing might have different uh, lengths of words. So if it's a fast thing, you might have to talk a little bit faster to get through the sentence, or you might have to talk a bit slower. And, and there were times in this film where they were like motor mouth. And then there were scenes where the characters were clearly talking, but they overdubbed it with just moans and cries. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Like the girl was crying. Like we heard, oh! <laughs> but and you the, saw her the mouth and she was talking, and the guy was reacting like she was saying something. Yeah. And yeah, Bart's like, you pointed that like... out. You're like, she's clearly talking right now. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. she is. And during some of the fastest stuff, I was talking about, like. Oh, this is like what people make on a speed racer for. And then there was the moments where lips weren't even moving, like it was all silence, and then you heard them talking, and it would just oh, be yeah. like. I think when. And there's moments where there's inner thought, because you can tell, because they use the echo effect with audio, you know? Yeah, I, I think. I'll do that in this episode, but it's like, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Man, Bartek's beard's really lovely today. How does he shampoo it? And all that, like, you have the echo effect. That's what they would do, but when they didn't, you're like, oh. Oh, so they're saying this out loud, but their <laughs> lips aren't moving. Look, if you are someone who's sensitive to mm. rape... Not for you. Not for you. No. But if you power through it, you'll be desensitised, maybe? Power through. Or even more traumatised. Like, your joke throughout the whole movie around was, oh, the 18 rapes. Like, we weren't keeping count, but it does... I think, think there, there was lots. more than... Like, if you want to count individuals being raped because sometimes I'd count like one scenario where it was like four girls being raped at the same time like okay that's one rape because mm. like, it was just like one well, scene you're of rape. rape scenes it's not four scenes happening at once yeah like, but if you want to count individual characters rapes it would of, yeah. be up in like the 30s mm. hundreds if you want to include the people who got absorbed into a dick one funny thing that we didn't mention was before after the girls left the basketball guy um, and he was freaking out a bit. His dick was glowing. For yeah. no reason. We have some stuff that happens, but then it gets to Nikki versus Nagumo. Nagumo? Nagumo. Nagumo. <laughs> Alana fell asleep during this moment. Nikki, mm-hmm. Nikki and Nagumo fight. Nikki wins at the beginning because he makes all these girders fall on the other guy. Yeah, this was like the human part of their fight. I yeah, believe. the human part. Makes all the girders fall on the guy, and they're all like, no, and you see all, like, pools of blood spilling out underneath. And then he says to the girl, he looks the girl dead in the eyes, and she's like, why did you do that, Nikki? And he's like, because I love you. And (laughs) she's like, please, 
bring him back to life. I'll do anything, anything. Uh, yeah. He oh, says, yes. play with yourself. Play with yourself. <laughs> and this is the one moment in this entire film in which they showed not showing it. Like, they, they've not been afraid of showing gratuitous sexual stuff. And then it cuts away to uh, man beasts and their little friend. What's his name? Kuroko. Kuroko. And he has a boner. Oh, yeah. He's and like- he goes, oh, yeah. And then they slap him. And he goes, oh, why? And then it cuts back. And she's finished playing with herself. And he starts to, like rape her they are okay with showing the rape but her playing with herself for his sexual gratification and demeaning too much but then amongst the girders they start to no the blood starts to glow and become physical and throws the girders off and he becomes the big monster not the slightly big monster because he gets bigger sometimes in the first time when he became the monster his dicks were huge but he was like his average size but this time he becomes a monster and he's like instead of like Let's say he's like 5'11". He becomes like 8 feet tall and huge. And he starts to sprout wings a little bit. And Which means that Nikki now has to turn into his monster form. Well, he jumps at him trying to lick the blood off of him. And he, and, and he just punches Nikki. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about the fact that he licked his semen at one point. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the cum on the face. <laughs> Yeah, there's a scene where um. It's before he. It's the scene where she gets kidnapped. Nagumo and um Akimi are having a sixty nine, and he ejaculates to just as it's starting. Just as it's starting onto her face. Not only yeah. is it that he ejaculates, they use a special effect where it goes into inverse to yeah. highlight that it's <laughs> semen on her face. It's really nice, and just, and that's the one time we see semen, right? Yeah, we don't really I see I hope it. it's the only time. It's a facial. And it's a facial, which is kid-friendly. Nikki's constantly trying to lick the blood because it gives him more power. Yeah. And, yeah, like... And he succeeds. Naguro just punches him into a shed, and he's like, I've won. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And that's the end. And he did win. <laughs> no, he punches him. He punches him. And then Akimi's like, You did it! You saved me! And then you just hear... For like like a solid sixty to yeah, seventy seconds. seconds of that, and that's like a long time of, and it's just a still shot of the shed. Nothing's going on, and then it explodes, and he becomes like a really weirdly small creature, like a nimble small that runs around on all fours, yeah, like a in crab. a crab, like a crab or a spider. Yeah. Like a spider, because he could go forward. Like an arachno shape. Like thing. a soldier crab, yeah. which are the ones that can move backwards, forwards, diagonals. You know, and and he he has like a mouth that is kind of like Zoidberg a little, <laughs> and he can like latch on and suck the blood out, but that does no damage to the Shojin at all, and he yeah. just kind of like grab punches him off grabs him by the neck and just like rips him in half and throws him away and then, then he's like, now I've won a lot of animes they're quite famous for you know, having fights last very long times. Like, it's that old yeah. gag, Dragon Ball Z will have one fight that will last, like, ten episodes. You know, or, like, you know, he's charging up for a fight for, like, five episodes. But in this movie, since it's a movie, it does the inverse of that. It's, like, fights are the quickest yeah. thing out. Yeah. And, like, they kind of interrupt things. Like, I don't know, in action movies or some movies, you do have action sequences or fight sequences that do feel out of place or they interrupt or stop the flow of things but maybe they're really well done or or not but this movie felt a bit really different it felt like yeah now the action's just getting way in the way of things like i know it has to happen in the story but like since nikki's thrown in there like 
over 30 minutes into the film, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's the antagonist. You're like, I don't care about this guy and he's weak. Yeah, he's only really the antagonist for that little arc of the film. And they make a big deal like, He's the he's the ying to his yang. Like he's going yeah. to be the one that can defeat him, and then he can't even yeah. defeat after, the, anyone else. I don't remember exactly when this happens, but after that, the next time you see Nikki, the Makai have recovered his body, taken him back to the Makai world, and like repaired him. So I guess in a later episode he comes back, but he that's him bowing out for this episode. I'll kill you! I swear I'll kill you all. Is uh. it at this point that he goes to talk to the elder? And at some point, or did that Alana was completely unconscious. Yeah. He goes, Amana goes to the old elder of his society and he's like, I think the Shoujin guy might be bad. The elder tells him that maybe we misinterpreted the prophecy. No, but he says like he might be bad because this guy said he's bad and he's seen him kill. Um, he, he killed um, Nikki and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he's like, Tells the elder, and the elder's like, maybe we misinterpreted the texts all along. I will use the rest of my life force, because I am 993 years old. Mm. Yeah. Some <laughs> to old teleport number. you into the future. But Alana, since you were asleep, mm. you missed out the way he said it. He goes, there's only one option. You must use the future. And even he's like, what? And then he's like, I will use my 993-year-old life force to send you into the future. And it's like a big deal, like, this will kill the old master. Yeah. But we never see it actually kill him. In fact, we never see him again. Yeah. Like, I guess he dies, but we never, like, like in a normal film, you'd have that sequence where it's like, you know, he either evaporates into energy or withers and dies or yeah. something, and they will be like, no, master, or whatever. But, like, no, it's just like... Yeah, it doesn't show eh. us what his fate is. And he travels in the future, which is Earth is, like, yeah, black and white destroyed osaka but yeah. the castle's fine the, the yeah. castle which you were obsessed with like they were showing and you're like where's the castle well, I made, osaka well i made a joke because like he said this is osaka and i'm like oh well you could sh- it convey that better by showing a landmark like osaka castle mm-hmm. and then it showed osaka castle i'm like oh there it is and then it turned out to be a plot point you're i think in comparison to alana myself you're way more familiar with japanese, japanese culture and or yeah. entertainment you were like where's osaka castle and i actually went like in my brain i'm like bartek stop making like a white castle joke or whatever <laughs> like i didn't know that it was a real city yeah, it's, it's a real city because real, all, all, it's a real landmark like because not all animes are based in real locations or universes or timelines in or- anime a lot of Osaka is often considered sort of like the south because that's where people with the funnier accents come from it's like oh i've got from the south so usually in older anime, when you did localize someone who was from Osaka, but they made it like American, they're like, oh, he's from the South, like Texas. Of course. It, yeah. After they battle Nikki, nothing really happens except for he has consensual sex with the girl and turns well, into a giant he, demon. Well, he wakes up naked, covered in blood, and he realizes what he's done, and he yeah. tries to seclude himself. And But then he has sex with a girl, but then and the girl, she loves demon cock. The girl yeah, gives him the whole thing of like, but I love you, I want to be with you, even though this thing's yeah. happened. So they have sex, and then in the middle of sex, he turns into a demon. Which well, you guys were joking earlier about how like she started enjoying it. She, she did. did. Oh, 
what happened at the end, Alana? Because you were awake at this point and you were constantly asking questions. What was the end of this film? Um, what was the end of this film? They well, get he, together. he turned. Well, we mentioned earlier how when He's he turned demon. into a demon, he was like normal size, but then he was eight foot. How big was he by the now? end of the film? Uh, very large. <laughs> he was gigantic. I have literally no memory <laughs> of the end of the film right now. It's, totally it's nothing but him being a gigantic monster shooting Huge, lasers and laser destroying laser. Osaka. Yeah. Who was the Trojan all along? Do you not remember? Who was the Trojan? They thought it was him. They thought it was. But then after Nagabi. he had sex with her. Oh yeah, yeah. The baby, the daughter, the kid of the fucking. It was his sperm. Yeah. His his kid. You made that comment that it was his sperm that was the Trojan or. Yeah. Oh, I thought I did. Okay. I think you did. Was, yeah. Oh, I thought. But it was his kid. Because the, the, the weird he, fucking yeah, I I found she that, floats up with her. I think room. I pointed that out with right her in no vag, and I said she doesn't no have vag, vag lips, like and you're like ew. Yeah. But she floats no, up. No, you said pussy lips. Pussy lips. That's gross. And and her pussy talks to us with a girl's voice, but says, "I am the sun." I am the sun. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's actually a chemi, and I guess she's chemi, just been yeah. inseminated. And but she has, and like you commented, her her hair was now golden and flowing in the air, kind of like a super saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was a super saiyan. Yeah. 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 In, uh, in the middle of all this, the demon king from earlier has attained the power of the god of the sea or something, mm. or the demon of the sea. The film overall really ends on a downer note. It ends with our heroes either being crippled, defeated, or killed, as our former hero is now a giant monster destroying the rest of the city and going on to kill the whole entire world. A real happy film. Of course. Now I see. I'll survive if it takes a hundred years. If it takes a thousand, I will live to see the future of Akemi and Nagumo. Until I see it, I won't die! The only positive thing I'm going to give this movie, and when we were watching it, I said this, and sometimes I also said it later in a joking terms, but the soundtrack's really good. I think mm. the soundtrack is very good. There are some songs or some sequences that, of music that sound a little out of place, like a little too 1980s, like a little bit like a John Hughes movie a little bit. Like I, there was a real sequence of music in the film that I was like, oh, this sounds like the soundtrack to Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Like it really might be. Overall, it had a really rocking soundtrack. Like, like really, really decent. It made the images stronger. This is one of those, if you removed the soundtrack element the film wouldn't be as good it doesn't rely on its imagery as much because the audio strengthens that imagery yeah. for myself there is a lot of lighting stuff going on in this film like dark lighting but like although you're talking about the epilepsy inducing strobes oh they do do that as well yes <laughs> Bartek yes would you recommend this film you know being the lover of the Asian entertainment industry would you recommend this I kind of liked it, but I don't think I'd recommend it to people. I, I think it's, this particularly is too niche. Too niche. And, uh, and again, some of the themes that we've been talking about might be a bit too intense for a lot of people. Mm, the that's people true. especially who don't like violence or very sexually graphic material. But you did like it. I kind of did, yeah. That's it. When I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, this is really weird. This is this is uh, the fact that I'm watching it with other people too. 
and also I'm not too used to dubbing. But mm. I, you know what? Towards the end, where I was actually kind of wrapping my head around a lot of the themes and the characters and the ideas, I was kind of like, oh, I. I kind of do want to see where this is going to go later on. But no, I would not recommend it to people. Did you like it in a genuine way or in the way that this was so good-bad on a level? I wouldn't recommend it as a good-bad thing. And I wouldn't say that it was like super captivating or whatever. But more in the sense of I, I'd see where it goes at some point. Fair enough. And uh, if we're going to do the second episode that's on this DVD at some point in the future, I will have to wait until we get around to that mm. before finishing it off or anything like that and i'm it, no i'm in no rush to do it though i on the other hand would not recommend this film at all yeah, i also did not like this film at all i hated this film at one point i turned to bartek and said it's like you found the elixir of everything i hate in a film and that's how i felt like this film is nonsensical it to me it has characters that you couldn't care less about and maybe you know there is a culture there is definitely a culture divide here there's something missing in the translation for sure but even that characters are there's no one to root for there's no one to like there's even the good guys are fucking terrible and gross and inept to every degree and above all else the rape is the thing that really makes it terrible rape and 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 sex and nudity and all that are very hard things to do in storytelling and in films you know you have to have a real justification and a need for them you have to have them done in a way that's actually important. You know, for me, one of my biggest pet peeves in a movie is sex scenes, even if they're consensual or non-consensual. For me, I rarely like a sex scene in a film. Obviously, there is something titillating there, but for me, there are very few sex scenes that actually propel the story forward or actually communicate the ideas of the characters. Of course, there are some out there, and of course, there are films that are nothing but gratuitous sexual scenes like Showgirls that I like, but I don't like showgirls because of the sex scenes on a level. I like showgirls because it is absolute trash that tries to justify itself through the sex scenes. But sex scenes for me have always been that way. And when you have an animated film, you know, an anime film where sex is treated so flippantly, especially non-consensual sex, it just angers me more. It just feels like my time is being wasted. Bartek said earlier, you know, that uh, the the rape was, you know, to illustrate the lustful nature of the demons and all of that. And I can understand that. I really can. You know, I understand that idea. I think at a point in the movie, it's been illustrated it's, enough. It goes... It, there's a lot of it. Yeah. It becomes the point of it's no longer building the world. It's more just sexual gratification for the people making it. This is a clear example example of not only is it whoever the writer director or storyteller is that's getting their rocks off to this but it's also one of these typical examples of animators that just fucking love animating gross stuff I hated this film. I was rolling around. I I was averting my eyes. Not because I couldn't handle what was happening on the screen, but because I just wanted it to end. And that's also one of the big crimes. This film keeps having endings. Like, it cuts to black or has a still shot, and it feels like, okay, this is the end. Yeah, you were expecting, like, a cliffhanger downer ending. And it did have that. Just didn't end. There were so many times I'm like, okay, end now. And then it has the fucking goal to end 
with the exact same monologue from the beginning, but we could actually understand what the fuck they were saying this time. Mm. I hated that the most. I hated that. That's on the top of my list of things that I hated about this movie. Yes, there were funny things in there. The the weird phrasings, the panty girl, all of that. But then those funny things are also a double-edged sword because they're also the things that make this film even worse, even more deplorable. Because, yeah, the panty girl's thing's very funny. It's very great, but... She is a character that feels above that kind of thing. But, you know, it's a sexualization. I'm not saying that the West isn't guilty of this either. Just pick up a superhero comic and you'll see the over-pointless sexualization of strong female characters just because it gets someone's rocks off somewhere. This isn't for kids. Of course, oh, this no is an way. R-rated movie. So I understand that it has this sexualization in there, but it doesn't mean I approve of it. And it's one of the reasons I would not recommend this film. It's also one of the reasons I don't like this film. I think the story is convoluted to the point where you just can't follow it and or care. This film's garbage. Alana, would you recommend this film? Mm, if you're like into anime and you know a little bit yeah. about anime, I nearly said anime and you can Amano. keep up with it, you know, you might enjoy this. You have to be prepared to uh, <laughs> sit through all the rape and uh, violence and graphic scenes, but if you're into that, but go for it. You if you're recommend not, uh, maybe go for something a little bit more chill, you know, <laughs> like maybe like some Pixar, some Gooby, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just like Did you some like racing it? stripes. <laughs> Uh, Be honest, did you like it? I liked that it was very different. <laughs> that was, that's fair. You got some laughs out of it, I guess. I got, yeah. I got, and I liked, really liked the titles at the title at the start. I thought mm. that part Oh, was you liked the second episode probably title? Probably my favorite. The Legend, Legend, of, the Legend of the Demon Womb. Yeah, I can't 100% say that I'll go back and watch it, but um, I, would, I would give it a crack. Maybe with some vodka next time. I've got to ask the important question. We've talked about rape a lot in this movie. It's Mm. featured quite prominently. And it would feel wrong of us not to actually have a discussion about the use of rape in this film. Because it is something that, Alana, you were reacting quite strongly to it. You have not really watched any Japanese things by the sound of it. I've watched only a small portion, you know, like the typical, you know, Miyazaki's Dragon Ball Z, all that kind of stuff. Bartek, you've been engaged in a few more things. I haven't watched any hentai. No, but... (laughs) I'll say that much. I wouldn't even say this is hentai. It's got... It's it's not that you'd label it a hentai, but it has H content. Rape you know, Alana, you're acting strongly to me, like, how could they, da-da-da, and it is a very prominent thing, we've already said, like, if you're, you know, not wanting to consume a movie with rape in it, definitely not for you. This film uses rape so flippantly. Women are just there to be destroyed by cocks, and it's, Utterly grotesque. Now, we've, I've been saying, like, myself and my, you know, myself, I've been, like, saying rape, like, in a somewhat lighthearted way when saying it about this film, like, oh, this film has rape. Mm. But I'm not condoning the fact that this film uses rape. I've, in my understanding of it, Japan has a very different idea of what rape is in terms of a, in terms of storytelling. Like, when a Western story has rape in it, it will be a big deal. If a character gets raped in a film, 
The whole film will be about the yeah. rape. Or a show will have that as a major thing. You know, there's there's things like there was the movie L that came out a few years ago where the film opens up with our main character being raped and it's about her understanding how to process that and going on a revenge journey, kind of. And then you have shows like Jessica Jones in which she was a rape victim, an abuse victim, how she's dealing with that. But in this film, it doesn't ever ask or even deal with the idea of consequences of rape. Like, it has moments where she says, I've been raped! (laughs) And then the next moment, she's like, I want ice cream! For me, it made me feel uncomfortable with the amount of rape. It was like, yeah, sure, they could have it a couple of times, especially if it illustrates how bad the bad guys are. Only, like, once or twice, but they just, the good guys kind of did it, the bad guys, it was just constant stuff, Uh, you know, afraid or uh, against the sexualization necessarily, because I came to expect that in the anime, but the rape, not for me. I think this film over relied on rape. What about you, Alana? Totally agree with you. Yeah, it's like my least favorite thing to sit through in a movie. A rape scene in general. I just don't like it. And also, none of the female characters in this were particularly interesting or powerful or had much merit at all. Mm. And all of their, like, their entire narrative was, like, revolved around rape or sexual... Mm. It's really annoying because the Panty Girl is probably the strongest female character and the only thing that drags her down is the fact that they sexualize her through her panties. Like, I know she gets molested by a weird, creepy guy... But, like, her character is kind of, like, it felt like her character was above being sexualized, but they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah. Well, she doesn't get raped at any point, does she? She gets molested by the guy in the bushes. Yeah. He sticks his pathetic tongue like... in her either anus or pussy. Yeah, pathetic Japanese nerd guy who just kicked away. What about you, Bartek? Well, with this film, uh, well, with this uh, OVA first episode, it was, the rape was really associated to these demons, which are, like, oozing with lustful feelings. It, it wasn't as, apart from, like, I guess the nerd guy. And our main character who raped the nurse. Yeah, when well, that was when mm. he was kind of awakening to the demon mm, side true. of him. Um, it, it kept it a lot more to the whole monstrous side of the cast, apart from the one, the molester in the past. So I didn't really see it too much as exploring the idea of rape, but more so, like, these are just the demon's natures, and it's, it's disgusting, but I, I don't know... It, I guess it would it would have some sort of commentary that we can interpret from it, like you two have just discussed, so that's obvious. But also, this is undoubtedly a niche piece of media. Isn't it, Alana? And especially, sure especially like, this was back in the day where anime wasn't as big a thing in the West. Mm. It was definitely in the niche market, and that's why, you know, the dub actors are such low quality... Um, as as time went, well, they didn't get Phil Hartman to do the voice of the cat like they did in Kiki's Delivery Service. As time went on, obviously, you know, they started making more anime localizations like Dragon Ball Z and releasing it in the West, mm. um, and started localizing them and you know, kind of changing the settings. To like, oh yeah, this is America, but it looks Jap- Japanese. And now we're at a day where they're actually like faithfully localizing things. Alana, here's a scenario. Mm-hmm. We're in a boss battle scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. To exit this level, to finish the show, to allow you to leave the room. We have to Mm. defeat the boss. We have to defeat the boss, who is the main character in this film in his beast form at the end, where he's like a thousand feet tall with giant wings. None of the heroes in the movie at the end can defeat him. Mm. What's his weakness, Ryan? His weakness... What was his weakness? 
love. Are we talking about his weakness in the film or the weakness in the scenario? In the I, film. What was his weakness in the film? Did he have any? No, but I'm talking about for the scenario. You pick. Basically, the idea is there is a figure. He is the boss. We have to defeat him. But there's only three of us. He will, without a doubt, be defeated if we have a fourth person. And that fourth person has to be someone from Urotsuki Doji's episode, Legend of the Overfiend. And we have to pick who it is. Who is the most reliable person from Legend of the Overfiend that can be our fourth person? Who can help us defeat the monster. And you can't pick the monster. That's tough. The most reliable person. I don't know. For me, I would probably go Panty Girl. (laughs) I was going to say my two choices were Panty Girl. Yeah, Panty Girl or Basketball Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking uh, Mayumi Panty Girl. Yeah, okay, I'm glad. So she was the most, like, consistently strong person. Let's see how we go in the boss battle against. Against the, the figure that is weak to four people. To weak yeah. to four people. So, here he is. He's stumbling up. He's crushing the buildings of Melbourne where we're recording this. Oh no, there goes Vic Markets. Oh no, Fed Square. Fed Square. Oh no, Alana's house. Oh no, the Apple building that's being built on oh, no. Fed Square. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> oh no, it's coming right to my doorstep. Oh no. Oh no, Bartek. What weapon are you going to use to try and kill this thing? What do I have from me? Oh, I have the box. I'm, I'm going to read out the, the review quotes that are on the box of Urotsuki Doji. Is that going to be your attack weapon? I'm, I'm going to try to definite. Okay, yeah. A chant. It's a chant. <laughs> Seriously disturbing by the Daily Telegraph. And the other quote, uh, which is accredited to literally film review, is <laughs> a vicious masterpiece that pushes the bounds of good taste to the limit. Okay, the monster's ears are ringing. Good job, Bartek. Okay, it's my go. I'm going to use a party blower. I'm also going to use the deafening tactic. Here's here's my go. Will the party blower work? Okay, big boy, here I come. Listen, people, cover your ears. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, it fell short. But, But look, look. His eyes are watering. Good job, me. Good job, me. Oh, it's beautiful Alana, music. What are you gonna do? Okay, what are you gonna? Okay, with the watering eyes, I'm going to. I'm gonna blind him. I'm gonna take two of these party hats, one in each of the eyes. Bang. Okay. All right. He's blind, he's crying, blind. and deafened. Bit. Panty girl, what's your choice of weapon? Oh my god, she's flying up. Her panties are lifting her right to his nose, <laughs> and she's wiping a panty bum on his nose. He's saying, ah, ah, the smell of your butthole on my nose hurts. He falls back. He falls back. But wait, he isn't dead. Why isn't he dead? Wait a moment. What's happening over there? There's some kind of object that's flying towards him. Is that a ninja death star? It got him right in the heart. He's fallen over. He's dead. Who did that? Bill? My next door neighbor? Bill, this whole time. Bill, we weren't allowed to have a fifth member. Sorry. I know Alana didn't talk that much in the episode, but she still counts as a member of the team. (laughs) Now, I know that it's near your house as well, and your house is going to get destroyed, but Jesus, you didn't have to interrupt our scenario. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're a good guy, Bill. Jesus. Fucking Bill. I am dreading watching the um, Legend of the Demon Womb. I don't want to, but we're going to when it gets selected from the mystery box. And this I'll be is sure one of the ones where it felt like work. I'll be sure to try and track down episodes f- uh, three to six. Please kill me. Nagumo. Nagumo. It's me. Nagumo, please. I don't want to go on like this. Please kill me. Nagumo, 
You have the power. I love you. Please kill me. But what for? Nagumo, I don't want us to be controlled by the Chojin. If you kill me now, the Chojin will die as well. You will die too. Nagumo, let's choose to die together. We will be together forever in another life. Nagumo, kill me now. Nagumo, kill me. Kill me, Nagumo. Nagumo, Nagumo, I beg of you, please kill me. Akemi. Nagumo, I love you. Kill me. You guys have been amazing, fantastic, wonderful listening people, as always. Alana, it was great to have you on as a guest. Bartek, you found this film. You found this, and this is one of these times where, I'm going to say, and it was great to be a host with you on this, but it's one of these ones where I'm struggling to want to look you in the <laughs> eye after this film. Uh, it was... A time we had together we need, today. We need to have a big variety on the mystery box. It was 104 minutes, I won't get back. It was 108, Ryan. Oh, nice. sorry. Sorry. And the sequel's a bit shorter. Good. Thanks, I guess, Bartek. If you guys want to, you know, support us, you know, you can you know, find our material. You just type Spit and Polish Presents and we're on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, and various other platforming sites for podcasts if you want to drop us a message contact our facebook page which is of course spit and polish presents you know we have an other show on appreciate masterpieces we have a link on that page that's how we for show, you yep. can uh you know suggest films for that heck you can even suggest a film that we could do on this show if you think it kind of matches the feel of this you it, know and if there's a way we can you know it's hard to want to say remember to be kind to each other after watching this film so i'm just gonna say this Remember, never, ever watch this film. Yep. See you later, dickfaces. See you later, dickface.